0: Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe.
1: And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine.
0: Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting
1: and the craft.
0: Hey, Jim, how have you been doing? Hi, Katie. I'm excited to be here today. Me too. I'm super excited because this is kind of a unique episode for us, don't you think?
1: You know, my favorite videos I love watching when someone goes live on Instagram and they are unboxing something. It's like Christmas for all of us.
0: Mm -hmm. You get to live vicariously.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And the surprise on their Mm -hmm. face, right? Yes. So that's what we're going to do today. I don't really know what is going to be happening today i've only seen little previews and you're sort of like (laughs) even that you're like i
0: i I might have uh made this a little bit of a mystery on purpose because i love getting your uh first reactions to things so Now everyone can enjoy (laughs) because like you said, we all enjoy a good unboxing and you can really tell when the person's excited about it. So uh, especially since you were the ultimate inspiration for this um, and what it is, is a first mitts kit for knitters. So folks who maybe are familiar with episode number 11, Jim Learns to Knit, uh, I created a custom bag of goodies for Jim to get on his knitting way. Um, It turns out, that is a really good idea that other people were interested in. So we have been working in collaboration with Makers Mercantile to offer you guys an opportunity to get on it too. And we have these first mitt kits, like I said, including a design for fingerless mitts that I made. Perfect next step for beginners. So after you've learned to knit and purl, this will be like the best next step full of awesome videos, and tons of explanation. But more importantly, inside also includes tons of goodies.
1: Okay, so when you first gave me that bag, like Mm -hmm. you showed up at the house. Oh, no, it was a box.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes. The box showed up at your
1: house. The box showed up at the house. (laughs) And oh, oh, we recorded on the episode. And I unboxed it live in that episode, didn't I? Yes, you sure did. And I, I was like, what's this thing? What's that thing? Yes. What is this for? Right? That <laughs> yep. oh, was so fun. The only thing that's different is I don't have one of the kits in front of me. That's so true. you'll have to show me everything that happens yep. on, on video. <laughs>
0: Yes, you can uh, compare to what it was for your kit, but you'll find it's it's very similar. And I even learned a couple of things to um, offer as upgrades to our newbies. So, you know, live and learn, right? So- this is so
1: great. This is so great. Well, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. So do. where do you want to start? What do you want to... Let's see.
0: Um, Let's start with the bag. Let's open the bag. Let's explain what's inside and we'll kind of go through like what the method of thinking was and and like that. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So let's. All right. So let's start with the bag. So this is one thing that I have seen. Mm -hmm. So I saw that you had an idea for actually designing a bag for people. So this is really cool. So let's talk about the bag. So do you want to, so if you're listening, Mm -hmm. we'll do our very best to describe the bag to you. Mm -hmm. But this is also an episode where you might want to watch a little bit of the video on the YouTube channel or on our IGTV on knit a spell on Instagram, Mm -hmm. just so you can see how freaking cool, you know, this bag is because it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: And in fact, So as you might remember, in episode 11, Jim Learns to Knit, I included in my care package two, well, probably like 20 bags, but at least two very important bags, (laughs) one of which is the project bag, you know, the big one, and then the other of which is the Notions bag, which holds everything else that's not currently your project. So this is part of the upgrade, like I said we designed this especially for our listeners and jim got a little preview i had the first preview since i was actually at the store to get them however now you can see them as a preview here Da, da, da. so this oh. is our large project bag da, da,
1: da. so cool
0: it's uh our chartreuse gold kind of color Um, with our knit a spell and all the information on one side to show everyone you're an awesome fan, totally in the know. Then the other side says, trust your gut. It's in the bag and features a little squiggle here. What is this squiggle? Well, it's a sigil.
1: We are going to talk about sigils in the second half. What is a sigil? how to use a sigil, how to use Mm -hmm. that sigil on that bag. We have some ideas for you.
0: Indeed. Why it was included, why we bothered, all of that good stuff. Yeah.
1: What else is on the bag? What else does it say on the outside of the bag? There's some cool stuff on there.
0: Well, it gives you a little info on why we decided to put the sigil on here. It's to help you trust your knit tuition. Um, And like I said, we'll kind of go into how and why that is. Why knit tuition? Why not something else? Um, and then also make the most of it. So, this bag was a reminder like, this sigil is actively working, and here's what you can expect from it. So, if you are knitting and you're feeling in your head something seems off, trust that intuition. This bag will help you feel that tickle in your head <laughs> and help you act on it so
1: (laughs) it's very cool and the bottom of the bag has the cool like the moon phases right
0: oh yes that's correct so again proving what goes around comes around hopefully this is your completed project circle right
1: (laughs) I think that's so cool I love that and that color green is so awesome
0: yeah it's it's that like um gold yellow green mystery chartreuse that I just love oh I love it so yeah then Our second bag is the smaller yet still very large Notions bag. This is a zip bag. And on the one side, of course, features Knit a Spell. Let everyone know how cool you are. The other side says you've got the Notion and gives you a little information about what a Notion is in terms of actually making and magic. And then also a reminder on how you can watch our show and there you go, has all of our knit a spell hashtags and whatnot, and is made of a very durable material and matches the project bag. So, so cute! with this, not only do you get an awesome first uh, mitts pattern, available in three colors. Uh, you also get access to these exclusive bags that are only going to be available at Maker's Mercantile. And they will also be available separately in case anyone is beyond a beginner um, and interested in a couple of projects. Okay.
1: You, or maybe not a knitter. <laughs> is the big bag a drawstring bag? Does it have a handle? It
0: is a drawstring bag. Yes. And it's okay. very generous in size. You could definitely fit like a whole sweater in there.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And, and so you have a really nice zip bag inside. That is way cool.
0: Yes, I so. love it. Indeed. So now, you know, of course, you get two bags in this kit. You also get a printed copy of my first mitts pattern. Dun, Whoa. Dun, dun. I haven't seen this. Oh, yeah. So these are mitts that I designed, like I said, to be your next step in knitting and has all sorts of videos to include how to do the seam work and all of the extra nuance steps that you'll be learning here so that you can do it from anywhere no matter where you are even if you don't have in-person help so you'll make these little mitts they come in two different sizes this is the smaller size I also have a larger size and the nice thing is these kits are available in three different colors which i actually think go really well together and are very like good for anything good for anyone you know not too feminine masculine and they all look nice together i love it dress. that's
1: color. really cool yep so those are looks like you have purple like a dark yes. blue and a, and is that a teal
0: oh the man who supposedly is colorblind
1: well can't. i also have a might have a show <laughs> note that helps me oh. <laughs> I I was like, is that a gunmetal gray? Oh, wait, it says teal in the show notes.
0: I wrote the show notes and I didn't even remember that. (laughs) (laughs) You could have totally fooled me, Jim. Okay, yeah.
1: I'm colorblind. It's it's blue. But he can read, so that's (laughs) It's blue, a dark blue, and gray. Also known as purple, navy, and teal.
0: That's exactly right. Thank goodness
1: for show notes.
0: I'll tell you what. (laughs)
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So um, each kit, like I said, is available in one of the three colors. So you can pick your favorite. And inside the Notions bag, Okay, I want to know what's inside. This is where all the magic happens, right? So inside we have a uh, Addy Bamboo Circular Needle in size 8. So this is what will help you knit the mitts.
1: Are those the needles? Um, is that the needle that I have?
0: Uh, so you had the olive wood one. I did okay. the bamboo here because it's uh, a little more cost-effective and also um, it has the little extra grip strength, which I know most knitters <laughs> will appreciate, unlike some knitters that I know who were beginning who wanted to learn how to knit as fast as possible, which I respect, Jim. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Others okay. are usually a little bit more scared that their stitches are going to fly off. So <laughs> so
1: one of the things that I noticed about the olive wood is that the it is very slippery. Yes. And I do think oh right if it was bamboo Mm. the the i understand how the yarn would hold on to the wood Mm. a little bit easier and my desire to knit fast got ahead of my my aries nature got ahead (laughs) of my um my need to actually learn how to do it so i think this is a good idea
0: I mean, you know, again, it was a live and learn moment. Like I said, this (laughs) is a
1: good, this is a good move for beginners.
0: I think so too. And it's a circular needle. A lot of people will go for the straight needle, but since circular needles, at least um, in America is so popular, I figure it's just better to get used to that. Plus it's, um, you can use it to do straight knitting, but now you can also do it for other future projects that might require that length. So I like my circular
1: needles. I think Mm -hmm. they're cool so, so yeah. much easier
0: to travel with too just no problem to yeah, yeah yeah easy Then, of course, we have the knitter's very essential tools, which is this really cool tin full of stitch markers. It's kind of hard to see because I'm holding them vertically here, but it's uh, got a clear frame. It's this little flat container, and it has all sorts of circular stitch markers and locking stitch markers in a variety of colors so that you can get on and make sure, like these ones, you can use as little um, safety pins. So, if you were uh, while you were stitching things together for the mitts, They make a great little dual duty there. And then, of course, you have the regular stitch markers. So nice. In this little container.
1: Mm. That's cool. I haven't used my stitch markers yet. The only thing I would use that for right now is a musical instrument.
0: Well, hey, that's something. Then we have the addy to go which are the um, needle stoppers. So this is what you slide onto your knitting needles while you have a work in progress to keep the project on without sliding
1: off. <laughs> I use that all the time. My needles are always in the little to go heart
0: mm-hmm. all the time.
1: It is the coolest thing and every time I take it off of there, Michael looks at me and he's like kind of looks at me like hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, my my work never slips off my needle.
0: That's right. Jelly.
1: Jelly. <laughs> Hair flip. Yes.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. Next, we have one of my favorite little tools, this little pair of collapsible scissors. Wow. So this reminds me of when I was a kid, I did a lot of beadwork. I don't know why that was like really popular back in the day. But um, I also had a pair of these scissors, you pull them apart, and then whoop! magically they come uh, transform wow. into a little pair of scissors
1: those are great I don't have those pairs of those scissors in my bag I love yeah. those yep you know what's also great about those is um, they're not gonna cut you right when they're when they're collapsed
0: yes they won't poke through your bag they won't right. accidentally cut anything <laughs> very nice so again upgrade um, all right so that's a
1: nice upgrade
0: then of course we have the essential, tapestry needle so it comes in this little tube so you don't lose it too easily Um, it's used for um, weaving in ends doing seam work all sorts of things if you have at least one of these in your arsenal it is really great to have I have
1: used I have used mine to weave in an end on one of my little swatches yep Mm -hmm. very cool
0: and then last but certainly not least we have a makers mercantile brand of retractable Measuring tapes, yay!
1: Ah, very cool. I don't know if I have a measuring tape.
0: Ooh, maybe I didn't give you a measuring tape. I mean, you know, you do technically live with like two other makers, so I figured you must have like at least twenty of them around, right? Is that
1: not? Uh, I I did just buy one. Yeah, those (laughs) immeasurably handy. Oh my gosh, you gotta have one.
0: (laughs) Immeasurably handy, measurably handy. Actually,
1: they're actually measurably (laughs) handy. Yeah. (laughs) yeah very important no. yes
0: indeed indeed so that wraps up everything that is included in this awesome kit um and Jim guess what
1: well that with the yarn
0: oh of course yes and then yes one how- one choice of course of your color of
1: yarn either so one and is that a skein or a hank I can't remember
0: well some might call it a skank but It is a skein in this case. (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, Hank. Hank in this case. Sorry, Carrie.
1: It is a Hank in this case. (laughs) A skein is something completely different.
0: (laughs) A skein of yarn is different. I'm not going to
1: call you that.
0: (laughs) Don't make, don't, you know, Mm -hmm. if you are being a skein of yarn. Anyway. So, yes, you get one uh, hank of yarn in your color, a choice of colors, either purple rain in the navy or uh, what's the big teal.
1: (laughs) That's cute. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Have <laughs> hey, what's the, the big deal?
0: I don't know. These mitts. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, so yarn and all those other mm-hmm. um, items. Yes. That's awesome. Well, that sounds like it's expensive. That's like a 100 bucks.
0: Normally, it actually would be around 100 bucks, especially with the custom bags and everything. However, um, I love the folks at Maker's Mercantile, so they are being very generous to offer our listeners this kit at an awesome price. Normally, this kit would be like $85, and that doesn't even cost the, or include the price of my pattern. However, for our listeners, you can get everything in this kit for only $69. Woo! yay yes wow so, 69 yeah. bucks that's awesome I know. I know plus you get all of my online resources like i said you get all of these awesome things and um if perchance you're not a beginning knitter or you don't know someone who's interested in learning knitting uh but or you you're do a crocheter love
1: our... and you want absolutely you know, yep. something else in there mm-hmm, or you're a yep. null binder
0: you're a creator or... of a different sort yeah or but you,
1: you look... want something else
0: and you Just love bags bag. All of these bags, both of them are available individually as well. So you could get the Notion bags on its own for just $15, or you could get the bigger project drawstring bag for $20. Anyone can have a bag. It's in the bag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, how do I, where do I go to buy these?
0: Very easy. You just pop on over to makersmercantile.com. And of course, we will have links to everything in our show notes to
1: make it super, super easy too. This is cool. I love this. First mitt kits. You can Mm -hmm. make your first. And it's just in time for winter to have nice, warm paws and nice, warm hands Mm -hmm. ready to be read by Javine Hand Jim.
0: Yes. Heck yes. So funny. He'll read your hands and read your stitches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Katie will read you. To fill for your mm-hmm. just, no, I'm kidding. That's right. It's very kind. <laughs> let's take a little break, and when we come back, let's talk all about sigils. Um, mm-hmm. On the back of the bag is a sigil that you created. I want to talk about, you know, how you created that sigil, what sigils mean, and um, give people ways that they could use their own sigils and create them. It's a really magical uh, method and tool um, that people can incorporate into their everyday life.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. All right. I can't wait. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Uh, You know, guys, just remember, you can always find out more about my amazing co-host at thedivinehand.com. And of course, on Instagram, Divine Hand Jim. Uh, Sign up for his email list because he's got lots of cool new things coming out that you don't want to miss out on. And you can do that on his website, thedivinehand.com.
1: Including my intro to palmistry coming soon in mid-October. You can learn to read poems yourself. Super fun.
0: I bet you were just thinking about how much you love signing up for newsletters, right? What a coincidence. So was I. The Light from Lantern newsletter, in fact. It includes unique offerings like the Light from Lantern's new monthly themes, advanced pattern release announcements, and exclusive discounts, news regarding your favorite podcast, Knit a Spell, magical making advice, and more. And because I think you're pretty cool, like you didn't already know, I'll send you an exclusive pattern that's only available to my newsletter subscribers as my thank you. Learn more and sign up today at lightfromlantern.com. And we're back. So, Jim, let's chat a little bit about sigils. What, what is a sigil exactly?
1: Yeah, sigil. So the word sigil originates from Latin, mm. and it really means a seal or a sign. In, in modern terms, it's um, how we're referring to it is a magical symbol or a, a sign or a seal that is used for magical purposes. And there's a long history of using sigils or seals um in magical ways. And you can do a lot of research of this. If you Google search, you know, sigil, mm. um, you'll see a bunch of very interesting seals like the seal of Solomon mm. or you know, this the hexagram or the universal you know, hexagram or different sort of seals and symbols. And it sort of relates a little bit to our episode on the pentacle or the pentagram, you know, that starts to be a symbol or a seal and can be used in those ways. Right. Mm. Um, In chaos magic. So we should talk about chaos magic a little bit. So in uh, chaos magic is a more um, contemporary. Well, I guess contemporary practitioners of chaos magic Chaos Magic is a branch of magical practice um, where they sort of say, like, nothing is true. All things are allowed. Um, and it's this idea that you sort of can create your own reality. You can create your own sort of truths. You just sort of, like, will things into being. And it's really a fascinating branch of magical practice. Um and they use a lot of uh, sigil work. And um, it isn't the only place that sigils are used, but it is one of the places that has influenced me and my understanding of sigils. So yeah, I don't know a lot about chaos
0: magic, but I'll that my look into. That I, I sounds great.
1: It's really, really cool. And it's worth really? sort of researching. In any case, sigils can be created in many different ways. And so uh, one of my favorite books on sigil magic is by. Uh, Laura tempest Um, she's also a friend of mine, and um, she used to live in Seattle and was a neighbor. And so I'm oh, not name dropping. Nice. She just actually happened to be a neighbor and I used to cat sit for her. And uh, oh. then, I'm then like, oh yeah, she's an author. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's, anyway, she's super cool. And so her workshops, if you ever get a chance to take one of uh, uh, tempest uh Laura tempest uh workshops, either online or in person, on Sigil Magic or her book on Sigil Magic, um, definitely do it. Mm-hmm. And so the way that that works is um, you decide what it is that you want. What is the, the work or the intention or the change or the transformation that you're looking for in your life right now mm-hmm. um, or in the world? Um, perhaps there's some injustice that's happening. Perhaps there's um, something in the world you want. Perhaps there's something with you that, that you want. Perhaps you want love or healing or prosperity or you just need money or whatever the thing is, right? Mm-hmm. You would make start to make a list um, of the words. Perhaps you would start brainstorming what are the words and the things that I would want. And then you might um, decide what are the symbols and you would want to make those symbols as simple as possible. Mm. You would want to draw those symbols. What are the symbols that would represent those words that I wrote um, wrote down? Mm. So let's say you wanted, well, let's use love, right? So you're looking for a new, you're looking for love. You're looking for a romantic partner, right? Let's just say that we were working with someone and they were looking for love. What would be maybe some brainstorm words that they might Use
0: commitment. Okay. Um, so,
1: commitment, mm-hmm. I would say, um, romance. Mm. Go, let's go back and forth, right?
0: Oh, sure. Yep. Loyalty.
1: Uh, I would say, um, fun. Oh, yeah. I would say passion, right? Yeah. Okay. So, we have a few mm. loyalty, commitment, romance, passion, right? So, under loyalty, maybe we would draw a, a padlock, mm. right? Maybe under commitment, I don't know. What would be a good simple symbol for commitment? Maybe like a ring. A ring. Okay. Mm Yeah. Uh, What would be a simple symbol for fun? Party popper.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It could be. (laughs) It's an emoji. (laughs) Uh,
1: Or passion. Maybe passion. Oh, fire. Fire. Maybe a little fire emoji, right? Mm. Or it could be a heart or it could be, you you know, Mm -hmm. something like that, right? So we would take these symbols individually and we would start to experiment. It's fun to do this on a whiteboard where Mm. you can erase stuff and start to sort of put together different ways of layering these symbols together on top of each other. Mm. Until you sort of end up with a sort of combined symbol that is pleasing to the eye, that is simple, that is um, relevant and it may not look anything like any of those symbols, but it ends up being a single sort of sort of you know icon. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah,
0: another like way a logo. To,
1: like a logo kind of yeah. thing. Another way to do it is you can make a sigil out of your name.
0: Huh. You
1: can take your name, yep. James. And you can start to put the J and the A and the M and the E and the S and kind of put them together like the capitals of them mm. and see if any of them can go together. Like the the A um, and the M can be sort of combined because they both have sort of a, oh, a pyramid yeah. shape, right? And mm-hmm. I can put the A inside the M. I can just cross put the, the crossbar and the A inside one of the M's mm. and that makes one of the pyramids of the M and A, so I can get right. rid of the A then, right? And I can put the E on the back side of one of the M's and just put three bars across. And that's an E. Yep. Yep. I can take the end of the M and just make a J off the one of the, oh. off the other, side of the M and make a J, right? Right. Um, The S is a little hard. Maybe I just nestle the S right in the middle of the M. So it's sort of like a snake right in the middle. Right. Mm. And that could be a sigil for me. It would just be an M with a little like hook off the front, like Mm -hmm. the E off the end, one of the bars on the thing and an S in the middle. And that could be a symbol for James.
0: Ooh, yes. And maybe
1: i put that in a circle. Maybe that would be my little sigil. Maybe my symbol. Maybe I would rearrange it in a different way, right? Mm. And so you could start to see how you can make sigils for people's names to use in magical ways Mm. where you couldn't really necessarily read it. You couldn't necessarily understand it. That's the whole idea is you're changing it from something that you could easily read Mm. into a magical symbol that you can use cuz it gets your mind out of the concept of the attachment to what you want mm. into detachment so that you can create it and it can happen.
0: Oh, okay. Cool? Yeah. Cool. And I mean that's exactly the process of making the sigil itself, right? You're letting go of what the what James looks like just written out and kind of intuiting where it would go to create this design instead. Right. So you're getting
1: into art. You're getting into something magical. You're kind of putting yourself in a meditative state as you're creating these. Mm. You're kind of getting yourself out of your head space and you Mm. have to sort of let go. When you do a spell, there's a certain level of like letting go, holding. You have to balance between holding on and letting go in the right way to make something happen. Right.
0: The way you said that. It's exactly like knitting. I mean, you have to hold it in a certain way and let it go. Otherwise, it's going to be too tight or too loose, fall off.
1: I have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yep. Okay, so Mm -hmm. when you, you haven't, we didn't have this conversation before you made your sigil. Right. So you created a sigil for the bag, Mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about the sigil that you created for the project bag. What was that process like? What was your first, first of all, what was your intent?
0: So I wanted to know really what, what did our logo or what did our name knit a spell? What would that be as a sigil? Um, and, and what is like the underlying meaning in it? So I I explored several different sigil making um uh, areas, and the one I ultimately ended up going with was one that suggested um cancelling out any letters that were repeating, so that's why I didn't hit a spell and then cancel out any letters that repeat through there um and then seeing which number goes to each one um breaking it out from one to nine, so like a would be one b would be two up to nine and then you would go back and then repeat right um so using that (laughs) i found out that if you were to add up the letters that were left in the numbers altogether it would reduce down to two so two in numerology is all about um balance and uh intuition especially uh with like the tarot cards my first thing was oh well that's the high priestess card so you know that one is a great one to have on your side (laughs) especially since her whole deal is sort of helping from afar so like again that sort of like tap on your shoulder that itch in your head like something's not quite right so i was like that's perfect for a project bag (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've decided to not trust my knit tuition and then like two days later been like, well, now I'm pulling back to that place where I knew something (laughs) was wrong. So it was very handy that this ultimately ended up as a two. So I thought, okay, how can I make this as a pleasing sigil? Um, Because I, I also did the research that you, well, I mean, you already know, but... I tried to do the one where you kind of layer the letters on top of each other, and what I was getting just looked like a weirdo key, I didn't like it, Um, so I sort of explored another method that was um, the magic square, I think maybe it's called, is that correct, you know? So it's um like a box, sort of like a Sudoku box. So you have, it's a three by three, and you would put numbers one through nine in there in a certain way. The way I did it was each line would equal to 15. So using that, I found you, all right, let me go back. So the numbers in Knit a Spell were very specific. So it was, um let me pull up, actually, I will put in the show notes, or maybe even uh, side by side here, people can see my little scratch design sheet if you're interested in the process
1: yeah it'd be cool for people to see the process
0: so i ended up uh, reducing down like i said a couple of the letters and what i was left with was one two three four five six letters that i had to put in this three by three box with the numbers so what you do is or what i did is you draw a circle on the first number and in this case it was a two so I have a circle on the two area, and then you would go to the next number, which happened to be a five, and it's somewhere over here, right? So you do the circle, then you draw a line to the next number, and then you keep doing that to each next number uh, until you get to the final one where you do a line that closes it off. So that's sort of like the magical part is you're, you're putting it all together, opening it, and then sealing the, the spell, if you will. Um, and then you sort of zoom out and look, what does this look like as just a squiggle, you know, without the box behind it? And from there, you can sort of finesse the shape, still hitting the numbers in certain ways, but maybe you don't want it to go straight over here. Maybe you want it to arc kind of around. Um, and that's how I ultimately <laughs> designed our sigil, which is almost sort of like a P. Or like a backwards nine, which I liked. So
1: that oh, that's really cool. So by tracing or creating an a series of arcs that hit the numbers in the mm. box, mm-hmm. you created a sigil. That is a very cool technique. I hadn't heard of that before. I love that idea.
0: Yeah, I think, gosh, <clears throat> I think it was maybe in one of my grimoire books that I have been reading recently. So mm-hmm. I've been consuming a lot of information lately.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a really cool idea. So it ends up being like the path your pen takes on the paper mm-hmm. on the page, follow jumping from the numbers that you've reduced the name down to.
0: Yes. Okay. Once In again, one contiguous line. Right. Yes. So
1: this is two layers deep. Of yeah. f- you have the knit a spell, and then you go a, a layer deep, and you. Remove all of the identification to make it into the number. We remove identification to remove some of the repeating letters. Mm -hmm. Then you remove the identification of the letters themselves to numbers. Then you remove even the numbers and you make it a squiggle. Right. So you're three (laughs) layers deep in getting away from being able to read it as knit a spell. Right. And in order to do that, and why do that? It still carries the energy of, you know, the the work that you're doing,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it makes it completely subconscious, yes. right? So when you're doing a spell and an intention for a sigil, well, we did it for Nita spell, mm-hmm. but if you're doing it, if you're listening, you can do it for any statement of intent. So if your intent is, um, bring me my true love, mm. right? That's yep. what you write out. Mm-hmm if you have that bring me my true love and you read that every day, there's an attachment to that that can actually mess up that intent because you may have a picture in your mind of what your true love looks like. And it might be on the cover of that romance novel that you've Mm -hmm. been reading. And that could mess it up when your true love shows up and doesn't look like that romance novel cover. Right. right. And so instead you reduce that down to Numbers, and then you trace those numbers as an arc and a sigil, and you put that on your mirror and you look at that and you forget what that means in words, but Mm. you see that as a powerful symbol of true love in your life. However, that shows up for you.
0: Yeah. It's more of an energy connection.
1: Right. This Mm. becomes allow true love to show up for me in the way it needs to, maybe not as I expect. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe outside of the bounds of what social programming has made me believe.
0: Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just yourself. You need to love.
1: Maybe it starts. It definitely starts there. I can just guarantee you that, Yeah. but maybe it's some big, you know, awesome blessing that occurs and you're like, the guy at the grocery store that's been bagging my groceries every day, who I just have been ignoring mm-hmm. never looked at, yeah, never looked at, but boy, right. Mm-hmm. Or gee, the, the woman who's been, you know, <laughs> you know, walking across the street from me and, and not really like paying any attention, but mm-hmm. the kindest human I've ever met. And I suddenly see her with new eyes because I no longer have that sort of like, you know, image in my mind. Right. That's yeah. what a sigil can do.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Open up the possibilities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I know I, for one, have um, the very um, ingrained feeling of like, oh, is, this must follow my rules. <laughs> so the letting go part. Yeah, that's a. It's just a good life lesson.
1: <laughs> so, what is that sigil designed to do for people? So, it's on the bag. What's its mm-hmm. What's its purpose?
0: So, it's really to help. Like I said offer a layer of support really to the knitter or maker because like i said maybe someone's using it for a different kind of project um and in that case again trust your gut anything that's in the bag trust your gut on it if something feels off you will know Um, And like I said, it will give you the opportunity to do it faster. um, And it will give you also the opportunity to hone in to knowing that feeling within you. um, Because like I said, it's easy to ignore. (laughs) But once you realize, oh, oh, I did see that sign um, like two 14 rows ago, whatever, it it gets easier over time to see that. So yeah, that's the intent.
1: So how you can use that sigil? Let me give you some tips. Hmm. There's a myriad of ways, right? Yes. You can um, take the bag. And the simplest way is before you start your project with this bag, you can trace that sigil with your finger. Oh, right? there you go. Every time you pick up your bag, you can trace that symbol. To And I recommend taking using the breath. So you take a breath trace the symbol, remembering this is designed to help you trust your intuition or your knit tuition, (laughs) your maker's maker's intuition, and to bring out that intuition so that you know how and where and Mm. what you're doing. Exactly. And that you have intuition within you. Mm -hmm. It's also, if your intuition is just keep knitting, then go ahead. Yeah, exactly. It's Is there so something wrong? Not always. <laughs> fine, or it ha- so it has an imperfection. Whatever, just yeah, keep knitting. It's handmade. Right? Maybe it's it handmade. Maybe yeah. it should. Right. Mm-hmm. Just go with it. Or it want it wants to be right. Trust it. It doesn't feel right. If you don't want to rip out half of the thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: stop and fix it. Right. Exactly. Yes. Um. So you can do that. You can also take. Uh, maybe you want to deface, reface the bag. You can take a colored marker or fabric pen or something, and you can color in that white sigil with a color that suits you. There you go. That's you can fabric paint it or bedazzle it or embroider it.
0: Yes, I love that. Why not? Why not? Yeah, you
1: can you can put essential oils. On it, mm, you can flip yes. the bag inside out and be totally incognito if you want, Ooh. and have all of the printing on the inside so that that Ooh. sigil's facing your work if you want. Oh, you're blind, right? Jim. <laughs> you can trace it on a piece of paper and make it into your own sigil, or mm. make it into your own piece of work if you want. You
0: yeah. You could put it on uh, the pattern you're doing. You know, right? put it, pay it forward. It doesn't have to just be in your bag, right? Yeah.
1: you can make your own sigil. There you go. You know, and you can embroider or stitch or somehow include that sigil on the bag, either mm. with marker, with paint pen, with embroidery, with however you want to do it. Right.
0: Yeah. Who's to these say are you all can't, things. Uh, add on to the sigil? Yeah. as it is. Yeah. yeah. A great idea.
1: It's huh. awesome. These are all things you can do. Right. Oh, so this is, these are a bunch of ways you think of your own. And if you have ideas, Comment in the let us know, you know, let us know, send us a direct message on Instagram at knit a spell mm-hmm. or leave us a comment. Let us know what you did and yeah. show us your project. If you make those, those finger, those mitts, I yes, oh, totally want to see them.
0: Oh my gosh. They're so much fun to make. I promise they're quick. That's the other thing about like if you're beginning a new skill, doing something that takes too long to complete is a total like, You know, nobody wants that. So you need to do something that'll be quick and make you feel like you're accomplished. And this is this does that. It gives you twice the opportunity to learn the mitt and um, really a great next step. So
1: yeah, yeah. uh, take advantage of those videos from Katie. She's a fabulous teacher. And if you're an extrovert like me, just motivate yourself by thinking about how amazing it'll be when you give these to someone and they're like, you knit?
0: That's right. What? <laughs> I need 12 more of these now, then. Right, no <laughs> Just get ready for that. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, especially well, with the holidays awesome. coming Oh <laughs> uh, Well, yes, I appreciate you uh, going through our unboxing here. It's always exciting. Ah, uh, All right. Well, gosh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And like Jim said, if you have any ideas or thoughts on this episode, feel free to drop us a line. You can always do it via email as well at podcast at gmail.com all right jim until next week thank you for everything and you're the best continue being the best you too katie
1: see you all (laughs) soon thanks for listening
0: all right bye everybody this episode is a wrap if you enjoyed what you heard go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app and don't forget you can see full video episodes of knit a spell on light from lanterns youtube channel